Did you see this story this week, Simone, where a YouTuber faked his girlfriend's death no. in order to juice his ratings? He did. This <gasps> is a dude with like 4 million subscribers, and he faked his girlfriend's death in order to get more subscribers. Oh, no. And he said it was with a Ouija board. And, you know, I'm just saying Christina's gone this week and we have an ethical decision to make. That's all I'm saying. Uh, whether we should fake. No, I mean, no, Chris. Well, or she's she? gone. She's gone. Christina's she's gone. gone. That's we all we know. That's missing? all the information we P- have. P- Please perhaps? subscribe. Right. <laughs> Stay tuned for updates on the, the health and well-being of Christina Warren. Yes. Now, Brie, you know we would never do something like that. No, that Come would on. Be wrong. Don't even it suggest would be a it. Huge, can you imagine that scandal like Massachusetts politician fakes co-host Yeah, I mean, you're lucky that we're not recording right now because oh, that'd be really oh no. embarrassing for oh both no. of us. I hope we're not recording. We're definitely not. Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Booz Allen. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com. And I'm here today, of course, with Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress. And, um, you know, it's it's just us this week. Gosh, it is just us. We don't know what happened to Christina. She could just be on her job like she told us she was, but we don't know that for sure. I mean, I'm refreshing Instagram and I don't see anything. Right, right. Uh, I think you should update your title, by the way. I mean, video producer at Polygon, that's cool. I, I personally think of you as more of a, a lovable rapscallion at, at Polygon. That's just my mental title well, for you I mean, in my head. The problem is, obviously, I brought that up. But now that we're unionized, the titles <laughs> have been standardized across the company. And they just said, they put their foot down at the idea of having rapscallions on staff. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it sucks for me. Obviously, it sucks for all of you, especially right. you, Brie, who's always seen the true me deep right. down inside. But right. that's just the way it is, you know. But can't you have like apprenticeships, rapscallion programs where you bring in people and they don't have to go get a rapscallion degree? They don't have to go, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt. They just hang out with you and they learn to be a professional rapscallion and then they go on and have careers. That just seems like that's something I know the the elevator union in my district is advocating for. Uh, could you look at that model maybe? That's it's so interesting that you bring that up because I think that maybe the rapscallion culture in Massachusetts is stronger than here in the city because I like I've brought it up and I don't there just hasn't been that much interest in it. So I don't know. That's something to keep in mind, I guess. So, yeah, there it is. It's it's baked in here. Rapscallionness. <laughs> Welcome to a show that's not about lying. <laughs> we have a good one for you today. Um, so we're going to be talking about two kinds of rumors, some Apple rumors and some Samsung rumors. Um, and then we're going to be talking about a video that I made last week because we couldn't find another good dessert to talk about. So instead, we're just going to talk about me. Oh, that's not true. I wanted this to be our topic from the word go. I saw it and I laughed and I was like, I'm so proud to do this show with this amazingly talented person. And then I saw the GIFs online and Aww. I saw people talking on Facebook. And I, I wanted, you're the person that tried to talk us out of this repeatedly. It's true. Everything I you're saying is true. You this. were the one to bring yes. it up. And I was the person to be like, uh, 
<laughs> but we're gonna do it and thank you so much that's really kind because i really did love making this video it showed but first hey guess what sorry i'm gonna turn my volume a little bit so i can hear you better so i don't talk over you first we unfortunately on a week that christina's not here we have to do a brief movie pass update <laughs> y'all i swear this happens every time she leaves this is terrible so the parent company of movie pass has filed for bankruptcy and with an added twist they may owe subscribers over $1.2 million, which, yep. you know, only comes out to about 100 bucks each. But perhaps our own Christina Warren, were she not dangerously missing, would be owed $100 because <laughs> I have no doubt she's still a MoviePass subscriber. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this, just to put it in like movie terms, like sometimes when we when we talk about movie pass being dead, it's more of the like T one thousand from Terminator two being shot after it's been frozen by liquid, you know, liquid nitrogen, and it shatters, but you know it's going to reform and come back to life. That's been the previous deaths. This is more of the T-1000 being shot with the shotgun and falling into a pit of molten lava <laughs> and and the face dissolves and everything. So it's really dead until there's a really bad sequel, basically. Movie Pass is so, going down and it, it has a yes, thumbs down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, we, we were going to do this for dessert, but there's honestly not much to say about it other than, well... <laughs> The They're saga continues. <laughs> they have died more than Jean Grey in X-Men comics. That's all I'm saying. Hey. Oh, my God. So that's our movie pass update. <laughs> Let's move into the Apple rumor zone. The Apple rumor klaxon is sounding. Ming-Chi Kuo is back at it again, predicting Apple's product releases. Uh, you got your phones, your MacBooks, your nonsense. But back from the rumor grave, we have Apple tags or air tags, the tile-like Bluetooth trackers that were leaked last year to Mac rumors and 9to5Mac. Um, so they, they're back in the news and it is rumored that they are going to be announced. I did not write down when, but I'm going to pull it up really quick unless you have it on the top of your head. Well, it's probably going to be, uh, you know, at their, they usually have an event uh, early in 2020. So, you know, there's like a, an early event uh, earlier in the year. Then there's WWDC, which is obviously a more developer-focused event. And then they have the, you know, the big, uh, the primetime event, the 7 p.m. on Sunday event, if you will. Uh, and that's the iPhone event every uh, every year. So this is this is planned to bring be that early spring uh, event. So there's there's a lot of stuff here that's really interesting. Can we go through them one at a time? Uh, the first thing is the the tags. You know, you can never tell for 100% sure something is going to uh, come out from Apple, but this is as close to a lock as something can be. Like, you can go into the code. People have seen the actual references to it. You can go on Mac Rumors and see the the screens. And this is, this is a product I'm very excited about. So it's very similar to uh, a product like Tile or Tracker, um, and it has AR baked into it. So uh, it looks like it's going to be a little white circular disc. And uh, if you lose something, you can uh, put your phone in uh, augmented reality mode and just look around and you'll see little balloon icons come up with all the tracker tags around you. That's exactly what I was going to ask you is how right. is that integrated? So that's that's very cool. Have we seen something like that before? 
Uh, I don't think so that I've seen, at least. Um, it's certainly a unique uh, take on it. I do have to say the the part that has me worried is, of course, the uh, the battery, uh, the battery aspect of it. It's always very difficult to charge these devices constantly, mm. and um, it's using a new Apple uh, locator chip that's coming out that's kind of standardized. So I'm really excited about that. It's not, you know, it's one of these products from Apple that isn't. You know, it's not sexy like a new phone or a new iPad Pro is, but it's just something to take that friction out of your life a little bit. Yeah, you know, the f- <laughs> I think that AR thing is very cool. My immediate thought, of course, was, oh, use that to spy on people. But if the, <laughs> the battery life is truly a concern, then eh. Also, I mean, they're tiny or big, not tiny, not big either, round white tiles with the Apple logo on them, theoretically, which is pretty conspicuous. Right. Um, But yeah, you're right. This isn't sexy, but you know what is kind of sexy to me? What is that? The rumored iPhone SE 2. I'm so excited about this. Me too. Okay, you tell everybody all about it. What if it's back? What if they're making a $399 tiny phone again? What if they do it? So this is basically the rumor. It would reuse the iPhone 8 design, uh, which was a great phone. That was my last phone. It was moderately normally sized, kind of your classic look for an iPhone. Um, It looks like it's still in these images, these rumored images. It still has the home button. Um, So again, maybe sexy is the wrong word for it. But I think it's sexy. It's uh, excuse me. I've been I I've done so. I did six hours of call time today. So that's forgive totally me okay. And we don't little... have we're missing a voice, so you can't even right. rest your voice. There um, we go. Uh, no, but what I was going to say is uh, I think this is super sexy. Like small phones are kind of really sexy, right? Small like phones it's are tiny. sexy, and yeah. affordable phones are right. sexy. Even especially yeah. when you're you know updating that with the processor or with, with like new processors and new cameras. Like that's that's great, and I'm I'm happy, especially after, you know, the the latest iPhone main series iPhone release cycle to see them potentially coming back to the SE, which a lot of people I know really really loved. And when we didn't see a new model of that, we're kind of like, oh, that's okay. I understand, you know, it's expensive to keep manufacturing so many models of phones, but you know, that was really nice to have that. So it'll be very exciting to me if it does indeed come back. Yeah, I loved mine. Mine was my call time phone forever. I eventually swapped over to a more modern one with the dual uh, SIM card in it. But, <clears throat> you know, overall, I just I think it's one of Apple's coolest products. Um, so the next product that they're talking about, and I have a little bit of editorial uh, critique for The Verge on this. Ooh, hit me. Uh, so so uh, The Verge is the story we're kind of cribbing from on this. And they, they um, Apple is uh, supposedly coming out with a new uh uh air power uh dun, dun, dun. right but the way that uh the way that the verge kind of reported on this was like uh it's a it was a spectacular failure it was terrible it was a, a complete cratering of the air power and all that happened is apple tried to like put too many uh wireless charging things in a wireless charging mat couldn't figure out how to get the heat distribution and even though it was like a sentence at a keynote Never ended up shipping it. That's not like a huge failure, right? Like I wouldn't call it a yeah. huge failure, but it did like come up. I felt multiple times, and every time it was like it's 
on the way, guys. You're going to have it. You know, it exists out there. Chi power exists. These other wireless chargers exist. We're definitely going to have it too, y'all. And then it just never <laughs> happened. And, that, and, and it was such a kind of like womp womp, like all the air being let out of a balloon when it was finally like, I, I felt like it was stealth canceled. Like I, maybe it was just me. I missed the announcement that it had been canceled. And I was like, oh, 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 they did actually give up on that. Okay. Uh, ugh. but yeah. So I do guess, you, do you genuinely like, think that they have, cause they're not solving the problem of the multiple coil design that they wanted to do. That would right. just make it so you could charge it anywhere on the mat. But they are theoretically just saying, okay, but we are going to put out our own wireless charging mat. That'll be smaller and like less complicated. Yeah, I think it's, excuse me, I think it's basically that, right? It's just a, a charging mat. It's, you know, it's kind of similar to the tracker. Like, there's nothing sexy or cool about a charging mat. Mm-hmm. It's just something you put on your bedside table, and it's there, and you wake up in the morning, and your phone is charged, and you're not fumbling around for some cable. That's not... You know, I've got a bone to pick with Apple. I just please. bought a bunch of command tape, and I or command strips, and I put a... Um, command strip? What is this? Or, you know, the sticky things that you use to, like, attach plastic hooks to walls and stuff like that? Oh, I think right, they're called right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I attached a surge protector to the back of my bed so that I can <laughs> have a uh, have my phone plugged in, like, just right behind the headboard of my bed. And it's nice and hidden and cool. Y'all can't put out a charging mat now. I just did a home improvement project. That's right. Come on. Simone spent like $3.99 on a command hook. Like, come on. Right? Give her a break. That's not fair. Jeez, Apple. you guys. They, they're always thinking of themselves and not you, Simone. They, and I think yeah, that's my true. biggest criticism. But, I mean, this. so this product to me feels like I'm glad they're doing it. Maybe in, you know, armchair general style here maybe they should have just done this in the first place and then worked on the fancy air power multi-coil design that they wanted to do and just like have the mat out there as an apple option for people who like having things that match yeah i mean i i i kind of also think it's a saving face thing i mean you know it's like if they don't put it out, it's kind of the joke, like, ooh, Apple can't ship a, yeah. you know, a wireless yeah. uh, charging mat. So I kind of, I can kind of see their ego, like, causing them to to develop this. And let's be honest, like, this is easy money on the oh, table, totally. right? Absolutely. That's I why mean, I'm saying bet, that maybe they yeah. should have done it first right maybe <laughs> i mean i bet if you added up all the money they make on those stupid 20 dollar lightning cables i bet it would just be like we're talking <laughs> jeff bezos uh extra divorce money you know <laughs> what i mean like like i bet it's a lot of money so you know more of that i just i i it just it's a product line that makes sense to me they are minting that they could be minting that and they will be minting that <laughs> come on guys do we want to touch on the rumored bluetooth headphones yeah last i mean this is the last thing here right all right Uh, so they're rumored to be working on some high-end uh headphones and you know um this didn't make sense to me until i started thinking about my my two nieces and uh i i called up my brother-in-law and i was like well what do what do my favorite nieces on earth want for christmas this year he's like all they're talking about is airpods 
uh, we won't get them for them. And I'm like, well, I'll spoil your children yeah. for you. Like, this is great. You got to save for college. I'll buy them some AirPods. Uh, so I did. And they were just screechy, thrilled about it. Um, so this is, I, I feel like AirPods are, uh, from everything I've seen, especially with you know kids, they're really considered a, a hot item. Mm. And I think that even though Beats do very well financially, I think they haven't updated that line as much. And I think there's, a, a, frankly, a, an unfair association with their old branding that stops key you know, core Apple people from from buying that. So I think if Apple is thinking about putting out a, uh, you know, first rate, uh, very high quali- quality pair of headphones, I would certainly look at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel about it, Simone? When I initially saw this, I kind of had a huh moment because it just said high end Bluetooth headphones. And I was like, but the AirPod Pros. And then I realized, oh, no, it's over the ear headphones. And right. I see absolutely zero reason why they should not do that because if you put the apple logo on over the ear <laughs> headphones christina warren assuming yep. that she is still with us will buy 50 <laughs> pairs of them right, <laughs> and right. that's how we're gonna track her down <laughs> we're gonna follow the massive shipment <laughs> of high-end over the that's year we'll find christina we'll just like hide out at apple and wait for that order to come in and then just hide in the crate and pop out yeah. and we've got you if she's still alive i can't oh, imagine so. anything like more prestige though like you remember when airpods first came out and you started to see them pop up on people in public and it was always like oh right they have the airpods like this is just that again because it's going to be the thing where everyone's like, oh, look, the new high-end Apple over-the-ear Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> I I do have to admit, though, I wish Beats has... Beats has the same problem as Palm, where they just have not invested enough, enough money in refreshing their product line and keeping it interesting. If you look at the Power Beats Pros, they are barely any different today than when we first started doing Rocket five mm. years ago. And... You know, um, it's it's just a missed opportunity, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, hey, listen up, folks. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Booz Allen. Modernizing for the future is a challenge, especially for large organizations. You may need to integrate legacy systems with new technology. You may need to incorporate AI and analytics to work more efficiently and make fast decisions. And everyone needs new ways of thinking to move to what's next, whether for government or commercial goals. Booz Allen understands, and they're helping some of the world's largest organizations modernize. They understand the missions of government and industry, and the need to adapt to constant change. They provide open-source solutions so clients can integrate innovation from anywhere, whether from visionary startups or major contractors. Plus, they're helping clients power new technologies with analytics. And because security is everyone's priority, they integrate their capabilities with intelligence-grade cybersecurity. With Booz Allen, integration means putting you in control of innovation. Integrate, innovate, get it done with Booz Allen. You can learn more at boozallen.com slash relay. That's boozallen.com slash relay. We'd like to thank Booz Allen for their support of this show and Relay FM. 
I almost started to lose it in the middle of that because today, I don't know if you get notifications for all of my tweets, Brie, but today I tweeted that I'm upset that I missed out on my opportunity to be a silent film star because I'm a person. I saw that. That was so funny. I have a weirdly tiny mouth and a very expressive face. And I just got pretty upset as I was doing that voice because I realized I could have made the transition to talkies. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been great. (laughs) But I wanted to refute that tweet when I saw it because I think it is your, your wacky delivery that is like all those are good assets. Uh, like that's a whole range of tools that you have, but I think your strongest tool is is your voice and the 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 quirky way you read things. So well, I think I think this would be like when Michael Jordan stopped playing basketball <gasps> and played baseball. I just I think you'd be limiting yourself and and stealing from the public. Quite frankly. Brie, here is my argument, not to derail in the middle of our show, but it's very important that I make this argument. I don't know if you've ever like listened to a podcast like you must remember this. And Karina Longworth is talking about this woman that's like the sexiest thing in the 1910s and 1920s. And everyone was losing their minds over her. And she was voted the most beautiful girl in New York. And then you Google that woman and you look at her and you're like, that's a normal person. That's just a normal looking person. The right. standards back then were low. They were much <laughs> lower than they are now. I could have gotten in on the ground floor. 1920, 1919, I could have been a silent film star. And oh. then I could have used my voice and made the transition to talkies. <laughs> Come on. Get with the program here. Okay. I see the long-term scheme you're cooking up. I'm, I'm into it. I yeah. like it. I like it. I like it. Let's talk about uh, Samsung. Please. Okay. Speaking of, of things that, um, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> it's okay. We can't always have a good transition. So we've got rumors for you. And I don't have a Samsung rumor klaxon. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. I can't do everything at once. <laughs> Samsung. New phone. It is called the S20. Rumored at Samsung's February event. But it's not the only one. Rumors say we'll see a Galaxy S20, Galaxy S20 Plus, and a brand new ultra premium fancy shiny big phone, Galaxy S20 Ultra. And there's a fourth rumor, a very exciting one, which we're going to get to after we go through the S20s, which is basically like the S10 and the S10 Plus, but they're skipping 10 years into the future and making it 20 (laughs) instead. But the actual hardware updates are pretty big. Uh, 120 hertz display, quadruple rear camera system for the Plus. I love it. It's effort. We're going to four cameras. We're going (laughs) to four. And next year is going to be five. Uh, Updated processors and built-in 5G support, at least in the United States. And the phones. This is, hold on to your butts, people. They're going to be bigger. (laughs) <laughs> the S20 with a 6.2-inch screen and uh, the S20 Plus with a 6.7-inch screen. And the Ultra, let me tell you, the stats on this, they, they basically just said, ha, 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 crank it. So rumored bigger screen, um, 6.9-inch screen, 5,000 milliamp battery, <laughs> um, and a 108-megapixel sensor in the camera. 
I'm going to like stencil Samsung on the back of my uh, first gen iPad Pro and just walk around and tell people I'm from the future. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to talk into it. Oh, this, this giant is the slab. S40. Yes. The Galaxy no, S4000. Yes. So I, oh I mean, gosh. I kind of, the, the S20 and the S20 Plus kind of just like, well, that's the progression of the Samsung phones. The Ultra is just like, what if? What if we did everything? <laughs> you know what? I read this as because they're like, oh, it's going to be super premium, just unbelievably expensive. We're sparing no expense, and it's going to cost $100 less than the iPhone. And the way I interpret that is they're looking at Apple's uh, sales revenue, and they're like, huh, how can we get in on that sweet action? Our people are not dumb enough to pay $1,400 <laughs> for a phone like Apple people. But maybe some of them are. So let's put out, we'll put out, let's some, put out feelers. some product. Yeah, we'll try it. We'll see if they fall for it. I wrote down in my notes, uh, because one of the, the features with the camera also is combined zoom of up to 100 times, which they're calling space zoom to go with their galaxy theme. In my notes, I wrote down, this is a phone for shifty spies. <laughs> well, you know, the cool thing about uh, the camera sensor, and this was, I just found this absolutely amazing. So one of the ways cameras have gotten better is that they are building 3D time of flight sensors into the cameras. And what this is, it's a it's a sensor, a dedicated sensor that helps your phone. It's it's good for a lot of stuff, even AR, uh, AR tasks. But basically it it telegraphs how long it takes things to travel away from you and then calculates the speed of it uh when it when it, it's going out, which helps with DOF tricks, depth of field tricks, and all these other things. That is freaking amazing. So you will get a time of flight sensor. So if you're James Bond in the S20 yeah. future, you can figure out the missile launching into the air and when it's gonna hit London. The, yeah, so can I ask like a, my dumb question? What is the, the result in a photo of that? Or is there a result in a photo? Well, think about it. If you're if you're moving a little bit, it can use that sensor data to say, okay, I'm I'm shifting a little bit here. Oh my god. Let's adjust things there. Okay, this is where the background is because this is traveling more slowly. So this is where I need to do a DOF effect. That rules. Uh, yeah. If AR is trying to detect the corners of a room, it can be like, oh, okay, this is the time of flight from here to there, because this is where the as I move this millimeter meter because the the gyroscope inside of it is telling me that um then this is the time of flight between it do you see what i mean it's one of I these do. it's another basically mathematical fun function to calculate uh spatial data what so, i like about this yeah. is that they didn't just say we'll do the incremental camera upgrade like everyone's right. been doing year after year they said we're gonna do the like three-year camera upgrade <laughs> we're going into the future so is is this something is a, a time of flight sensor something that will help photos basically look closer to what we see with our human eyes like is that part going to be part of it well i think we've we've crossed that part of it one of the things um samsung is very famous for doing is 
it it doesn't go for realism and and iPhones have moved in this way too it 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 hypersaturates it and tries to make it better mm-hmm. than yeah. what your eyes can see so it looks even more beautiful and more amazing so except I think under the overhead lights in my bedroom well you know none that's that's like you, you look great for that nothing like, is mere perfect. mortals would look like crypt keeper um so <laughs> Yes, my my point is with this, it's it's just another tool to help this get better. Um, if you look at this phone overall, they're clearly taking aim at the iPhone. And I swear, I was looking at these two phones feature by feature, and it really, it's it's harder and harder to distinguish on a hardware level what the advantage is between these two products. I mean, it's it's all right there, like amazing phone uh, cameras, uh, great displays. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just it's like it's like Attack of the Clones, you know. I really wonder if this is going to push Google to step it up with their next Pixel. And do we know when we're expected to see a new model of that? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Christina would probably know. Great, yeah. If she were alive oh, and God here, she would tell soul. us. Yes. All right. Please we, subscribe. Should we talk about the, uh, the, <laughs> silly, well, okay. Brief, actually interlude. There is no rumor yet about a replacement for the S10e, which was the smaller model of Samsung or Galaxy phone from last year. So, wah, wah. but who knows if the Apple rumors of having a new SE are true, maybe we'll see a new S10 or S20e uh, next year. I don't know. We'll see. But the greatest thing. I'm so excited the about The greatest this. rumor of all. Yes. Is that Samsung will be making another foldable phone and not just any foldable phone, a foldable phone that folds up like the new foldable razor folds up um, <gasps> into a tiny little square. And it is rumored to be called the Galaxy Z Flip, codename Bloom, which I think is a great name, honestly. Like, talk about a good name for a phone. It's just a codename, but whatever. Um, it is rumored to have a glass screen. And all of my notes at this point just say WTF, WTF. Well, it's a little more complicated than that. I mean, it's rumored to have a plastic screen on top of a glass screen. Why it's not? Ultra thin glass, so it not can, only it can are do there that. four right. cameras, there are two screens. <laughs> well, the, the display itself is made of ultra thin glass, and then it's got a protective layer uh, in front of it. But this design, we'll put it in the show notes. This is uh, straight up, Simone. This it is rolls. a sexy ass design. Yes, and I want this. I really want this phone. Phone. Um, I I I want this phone, but I also know that buying this phone would be a bad decision. Just sticking with the Terminator like <laughs> motif of this episode. So um, unlike you, um, like my f- I don't treat my phones well. So my <laughs> phone starts as like the T eight hundred. It looks human. It looks great. It's awesome. And then by the end of the movie, it's got flesh <laughs> hanging off of it. And you can see the metal endoskeleton underneath it. And an eye is glowing. Uh, this is a phone that you're going to have to baby. I just mm-hmm. know it looking at the design. I'm sorry. And I need a phone that's more Fisher Price than <laughs> than $1,400 for something I have to treat the carefully. The plastic Does screen that would be like yeah. dripping off of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe I am on the record uh, when we first started talking about foldable phones as saying this is silly, but it is the first exciting phone innovation that the first thing that I have been 
excited about just because it's like so off the wall like okay why not that's cool and interesting and it feels new and fun even though obviously we had foldable phones when I was a child whatever this is exactly why because it is so cool to watch this like this phone this normal looking phone fold up into this tiny nice neat pleasing little square I love this it makes me so happy. And I don't know, I can't pinpoint like why it's so much more satisfying than seeing the the regular phone unfold into a tablet. But oh my God, what if they made one that folded twice? What if they had like a tablet that could fold into a vertical phone and then fold down into a square? Brie, this is the future. And it'll have it. six cameras. <laughs> six cameras. Maybe not this one, but yes. Uh, very excited about this. Um, it's good to see Samsung innovating. I mean, I think we we all agree that this is a space that needs some shaking up. I'm not convinced this is um, an area that can ever make a product durable enough for me personally, but I'm glad to see it. Mm-hmm. Brief final thought before we move on from this section. Are you, in fact... I mean, no. Okay, I was going to ask if you're going to get the Motorola Razor since I thought that might be a little more durable, but then I looked at the price um, and it is also $1,500. So, yeah, but it's got the nostalgia factor. I mean, Simone, come okay, on. Okay, but you this were is, just saying yeah. that you can't be trusted with the $1,500. <laughs> fragile item do you think it'll be more durable well it's not the fifteen hundred dollars it's the screen that'll break the Motorola razor i don't it 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 does look a lot more durable i think um i i guess i'd say this i would wait for the the reports to come out i think what makes that design different is uh it's I don't know. Maybe it's just something intangible, but it just it looks so much more solid than either of these. Am I? Am I wonder. I wrong there? It might be the sense memory of yeah. the first Motorola Razor. You're probably right, actually. I mean, but we'll see. I'm excited. I I can't wait to see teardowns of these. I can't wait to see comparisons of them. Um, and this is exciting for me. Yay! As you can hear. All right, let's move on to dessert. So, uh, as I believe I talked about last week, I made a video about sound design. Um, And I made it because I had been editing gameplay footage from The Outer Worlds, uh, which came out this fall. And it it was gameplay that I hadn't captured. And if you've ever edited gameplay, you know that no matter how interesting and great the game is, if you're editing someone else's gameplay, it's intensely boring. Because you're just watching someone else play but like looking for the boring parts so you can cut them out or looking for the mistakes or like they open and close a chest like 10 times just to check what's in it. And you're like, I can't put that on YouTube. It's really boring, but you're (laughs) the one who has to look at it. And as I was just kind of watching this footage and being like, yay, I heard this amazing gathering sound when the player looted the corpse of a marauder and took all the the inventory off that body, off that... (laughs) beautiful dead body and i was like whoa that sounded great and i made it my quest to basically talk to the developers and figure out hey why do i like this and what did you do and so we can get jim to splice in that audio here right so here's a timestamp. this is that sound this is a beautiful sound excellent 
<laughs> I love that sound. And I have to ask, how did you like Outer Worlds? Because I thought it was one of the best games I've played in years. I It was very, very beloved at Polygon. Uh, I did uh-huh. not play as much of it as <laughs> <laughs> I think because I, I was like trying to make this video and I was like, oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> I use gameplay like from that summer capture and then, then I used a bit of my own gameplay. But like, I think the dialogue options are really funny and okay. I think it's aesthetically pleasing. But cool. what drew it to me was obviously that initial sound, which I, I don't know if you would even necessarily notice it because it's not designed to oh, be I like, yeah. it's in your face. It's just like yeah. a sound that you hear. But then once you once I started thinking about it, I was like, no, I love this. I want to hear this all the time. Um, so I found this really surprising. I mean, um, so, I mean, I guess... I've done I've done a lot of sound design over my career, primarily from you know, not just shipping games, but you know, video editing and things like mm-hmm. that. And I mean, I, what I thought was so cool about your videos, how you're you're interviewing the developers and they're telling you pick up objects around the house and shake them, and then you know, it's pictures <laughs> of Simone like going around the Polygon office and shaking random objects, and you actually went and got the sounds yourself to construct this and interviewed experts, which I thought was awesome. That was my whole goal from the beginning, not to like toot my own horn, but as I was talking to, um, I I initially interviewed a sound design grad student because I, as I was waiting for Obsidian to get back to me, I was like, I'm not sure if they're going to let me interview them. I don't know if they'll tell me what's in the sound. I'm going to reach out to someone, another expert and ask her what she thinks and so she had theories about what was in what made up the sound, like what were the parts of it and what they had done to make those noises. And I was like, at that moment, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to see if I can recreate it. And through the editing process, we decided that it would be too repetitious to like have her say what's in the sound and then have them say what's in the sound and then have me make that same sound. Because at that point, like, you know that like the mystery is gone of what's inside it. Um, So instead I decided to make a sound of like, what if I were opening my laptop in a fictional, like over dramatic (laughs) video game world? Like what could I do to make that sound interesting? Uh, So I got like Foley advice from Justin Bell and Renzo Heredia who work at Obsidian Entertainment. And they made, they literally did the sound design in the outer worlds and they did a really great job. And not only did they talk me through how they did that, um, they gave me a bunch of advice for how to do my own sound design. Uh, and so the whole back half of the video is just me doing Foley work really, really badly. And <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. So one of the things I love about sound design in video games is a really good sound can make you see something that it can make you perceive something that's not necessarily there. And I know that when, I mean, I never, I've never gone around and recorded original sounds myself. I've just licensed really large libraries. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm a really big believer in in combining a lot of sounds together. Um, Like it's amazing how useful a whoosh sound can be like I mix whoosh into everything that I could possibly do. If you watch my campaign videos, we'll, we'll, we'll put a whoosh in there just to help a little bit with the transition or if someone's climbing the ladder just to get it a little more exciting when you reach for that first one, the like it's, 
you got to layer that stuff. That's where the fun is. Yes. Absolutely. You're totally right that it just like it makes magic even when it's, say, a video of a person talking and then text comes on screen. If that has some audible quality to it, it feels so much more interesting to the viewer. And it's always one of those things where you could get to the end of a video and not have done any of that and just not think about it and export it. But when you do put in that extra time, it's like, oh, yes. So I thought one of the best tips about sound design from your video, it's it's something I, I kind of do you know sometimes when you've been doing something, you've never consciously thought through it, a professional skill, mm-hmm. and then someone that knows what they're doing explains the theory behind it, and you're like, oh, that's why that works. Um, and I love the part of your video where they're talking about mixing uh, the different uh, sets of frequencies, right? So you've got your really low end, and you mix it with the high end and the midtones, and that's what makes what you call, quote, the sound work in this video because it's this (laughs) i mean it's it's all those things together and it it hits the entire auditory range if that makes sense yes like when you are looting this body there's a bunch of different items that the marauder was carrying and none of them like conflict with each other it's not just like all one like duh 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 it's like um Wow, let me just put another timestamp in there so you can hear it yourself. And uh, when I was talking to them, one of the things that they pointed out to me that I unfortunately was, I had to cut from the final script was like when, when they're recording a sound for ammo, it's not just, okay, here's one jingle. And that's going to be the ammo sound for the entire game. They record a bunch of different like rattling sounds and they have several different options that can play whenever you interact with ammo. And I notice, um, I think Stardew Valley is a great example of this. When you are chopping down a tree, it's not just one like monotonous chop, 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 chop. The chops have slightly like some will go higher, some will go lower, and it creates a realism to it, even though those aren't necessarily incredibly realistic chopping sounds. But your brain, um, as Justin and Renzo pointed out to me, if I, like, grab my keys three times in a row, it's never going to sound the exact same. So when we're playing a video game and we interact with an object and it sounds the exact same every time we interact with it, our brain is like, oh, well, it's not quite real. But if there's a slight variation of the same sound, basically then it just adds additional texture and additional realism to the game. And that's something that they did with The Outer Worlds. And I was just like, you smart people. Yeah, there's a... there's a tool called WYSE, which is standard for Unreal Engine. A lot of games use it. And even uh, Unreal's uh, built-in sound functions for matinee. Uh, it has... So one of the tricks you can do when you're firing... Let's say I'm firing a gun... You use the layer trick, right? So, and you tie a random function to it. So, if you have the high end, if you don't, um, if you don't mix the sound entirely together, you know, bit crush it until it's like one single file. If you're playing, because uh, like uh, like different layers of sound are computationally cheap, right? Mm-hmm. So, if I have like the high end of a gun blast and the low end 
a trick you can do in a game is you can tie a random function and then tie a pitch function to it and say, okay, I want this to vary between X hertz and Y hertz and then vary a timing function. So you can really abuse that random function and layer your sounds together. So they will all sound just a little bit different uh, dynamically. And that way you're not going through and like having to master 50 different sounds. You can just have it, uh, like there's there's just a range of sounds that you'll get from that function. Does that make sense? That is so cool. Oh my god. Yeah. Can I ask do you have a favorite sound that you did for Rev 60? Oh my gosh, I think the needler sound uh was a really big one and uh this was Holiday's weapon. So I wanted something like it felt like a uh it felt like video games so often have really big powerful guns. And if I were an assassin, I wouldn't want something big and loud and powerful. I would want something that shot small needles very quickly, like subsonic, very small ammunition, and just like overwhelm mm-hmm. someone with low power stuff. So I wanted a weapon that just kind of felt subsonic and, and weak and overpowering at the same time. So it's this like high pitched uh, kind of electronic effect. The other thing that I spent a lot of time with was uh, the sound of Holiday's motorcycle. Mm. Uh, we we went out and, and listened to cars with like turbos and blowers and superchargers and it's got this high-pitched <laughs> sound to it that I just I love. Nice. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, thank you so, so much. So, okay, but let's talk about the sound you finally came up oh, with. Oh God. The laptop sound. Because <laughs> I wanted to hook this into my veins. And unfortunately Seriously? your video... Yes, Aww. I loved it. And I just, I wish you'd like played it 10 times in the video because it's, you're watching 12 minutes and then it's like four seconds to build up and the payoff. And I'm like, no. Well, how yeah, about I play it the video right to now? Watch it again. We're going to play it right now for people. Well, <laughs> see, that's a great sound. Thank that's you. a great sound. So, this would be my one technical criticism. Yes, though. Tell this me. is what I would have done. You can reverse the channels halfway through a sound. <gasps> and um, so it comes through. How can I put this? Do you know when you're watching a movie and you've got the Dolby lead in it? It's like, yeah, yeah. You do that with kind of reverse phasing some of the channels for it and it's just this thing that makes it flip-flop and it feels bigger and more epic i wanted you to do that trick with your sound of the laptop like windows does this with the windows startup chime so that would be the one thing i would have changed what was that called again reverse i don't it's one of these things i don't i know how to do it i don't know what it's called because i'm not i'm gonna look for that because i actually still have this open in audition right now um I'm going to look for that tomorrow and see if I can add something to it. Because you're right. And it was it was very – the sound was the last thing I did. And this video was delayed <laughs> because I, like, I had the interviews cut together. I had my Foley work cut together. And then I was like, crap. Crap. <laughs> I have to follow through. And everyone the whole way through as I was pitching this, as I was writing it, as it was getting read, as we were recording the sounds, everyone was like, so do you think you can do it? Do you think it's actually going to work? And at every point, I was like, yes, of course I can do it. It's going to be 
so fun and great. And then I got to the part where I actually had to sit down and do it. And I was like, ah, boy. (laughs) And it ended up being very, like, once I really got into it, it was fun. But it did start off very daunting because you, like, if you watch the video, I'm, like, recording the sounds of lint rollers and an air an airpods case and like all the a guitar like sound like hitting a guitar and it's all this stuff and i'm sitting there like no it all sounds like <laughs> crap and now i have well, to put it you're in a doing video it from hard you're you're doing it the hard way and i think that's why i respect it about it so much i mean i i don't know how obsidian does it but i, I know how the rest of the industry does it that they, they are there are libraries, there are standard libraries of sounds where when I play different games made with the Unreal Engine at this point, Simone, I actually recognize different sounds I hear across games because they're just licensing the same sound library. Someone went out there and actually recorded that stuff, a professional audio engineer. Like, pragmatically, when I've done this work, I just cheat it and I'm throwing in the final cut or audition or whatever my sound mixing program is and mixing it there. I'm taking advantage of someone that did the hard work. You're doing the hard work (laughs) and then you're trying to mix it. And it's your different skill sets. Right. I mean, it is because if you look at the way Foley artists go out and capture those sounds, I mean, it's, it's, it involves complicated setups, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and mine was yeah. very slapdash. Um, yeah, so but give it was yourself some really damn credit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, that that was definitely the the hardest part of making the whole thing for me was just at the end, like tweaking it and being like, "Boy, this is embarrassing." And oh, a lot of people no. have been very nice about it. Like, I there have been very few people who have been like, "Why did she make her laptop sticky? I don't get it." <laughs> it's like, well. Because it's fake. <laughs> Shut Let's up. play that sound again so people can hear it. And I want everyone to go to Doom Quasar <laughs> on Twitter and tell Simone you like that sound. Yeah. That's your tell your me you love how sticky it is. <laughs> Did you actually code it into this was your startup sound for your laptop? Because you can't, as I understand it, you can't code a MacBook. No, I to, just laid it over yeah. the the footage. Okay, that that would be so cool if there was some. There's that would be my I know, next project. Cracking yeah, the MacBook there, code and coding it. Yeah, there's. I've never messed around with system sounds that much. Maybe that's an event that you could actually tie to a system sound for a MacBook, or maybe there's a utility. I don't know. Interesting. Well, a project for another day. A project for Christina Warren when we find her again. (laughs) Bree. If she's alive. Oh, you can watch the video at youtube.com slash polygon. Bree, what are you (laughs) doing this week? What am I doing this week? It's the end of the month. Uh, We're focused on fundraising. Uh, You can help support my congressional campaign by going to supportbrianna.com. I am canvassing. I am giving speeches. I am putting out a policy paper with a bunch of of other women congressional candidates talking about issues uh, very relevant to moms. Uh, Things like uh, universal child care, something I believe very, very strongly in. Uh, You know, access to midwifery. 
Treasury and a lot of other things. So we've got a, a policy coming out about that very soon, which I'm very excited about. Uh, other than that, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you can see uh, how chromey my tires <laughs> are now that I finished my wheels. So uh, yes, and I'm about to go on vacation in a week, uh, two and a half weeks, which I'm dying for. I'm dying to be warm and not freezing all the time. Yes, we're very excited for you to have yes. a little time away. Oh my God, I need it. Christina and I will come out to play again, <laughs> assuming that she returns. Uh, wow, what am I doing this week? Uh, I should have had an answer to this question while you were talking. Um, I'm writing, I'm writing scripts. I'm writing scripts and then hopefully getting some skiing in this weekend. God. Oh my God, you ski? I ski now. I ski. And I need to exercise. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to be doing, hopefully, if all goes well. Well, Brianna, where can we find you online? You can find me at uh, Brianna Wu on Twitter, developer Brianna Wu on uh, Facebook. And uh, you can support my congressional campaign at supportbrianna.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar. And at youtube.com slash polygon, of course, we just had an episode of Overboard, our board game show, go up today. And in it, oh, Pat Gill makes me laugh so hard that I cry huge round tears streaming down my face. And I watched it today and it made me what laugh so hard play? I cried again. Oh, we played a game called Wavelength. Cool. Yeah. It's like a, a kind of guessing slash brain reading team based. Have you game. ever played Star Wars Armada? No, it sounds complicated. It is very complicated, but it's a lot of fun. Sounds like it would make a bad video content. <laughs> no, because it has big spaceships. It has plastic spa- spaceships and super hmm. star destroyers. Oh, look and into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just just guessing. Do you think I play the Rebels or the Empire? I think you played Rebels. Oh, no. Oh, no, Brie. I'm super Star Destroyer. I'll roll in and blow you up with my three Star Destroyers. I'm not surprised, actually, in hindsight. (laughs) Hindsight is 2020. Yes. The truth is here. Uh, Hey, if you like this episode of Rocket, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you don't want to do that, just leave a star rating because that's a cool thing to do and it helps us get more visibility and uh, build our audience and become a better, bigger show. We I'm super- not saying Christina's life depends on it. I'm just saying it's not impossible that her life doesn't oh, depend Oh, man, on yeah. It. I actually just yeah. checked my email and the ransom note is here. <laughs> They're looking for 50 reviews on Apple Podcasts, yeah. 50 more <laughs> reviews on Apple Podcasts. So uh, I guess you guys better get on that. I'm Do not for saying, Christina. like, I'll resent you if you don't, but... <laughs> It would just be such a shame. I mean, we've gotten this far. Come on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, hey, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. This episode (laughs) of Rocket is terminated. Definitely terminated before we get in more legal trouble. So terminated. 